Mutability. Welcome to Nature's Lead. This is a podcast available at naturesleadcom that both examines and inspires a certain approach towards life that is based both on personal philosophies and on the writings of people such as Emerson and Thoreau. Please send any feedback to info at naturesleadcom or drop a comment onto the blog at naturesleadcom or even onto iTunes or wherever you get the feed from. And if you're new to the podcast, feel free to listen to any prior episodes to get a better feel for things. This is Series 1, Episode 6, titled The Problem of Perfection. Welcome back. Today's topic probably addresses my number one fault, and a fault that I think a lot of people have. We set ourselves up for failure every day by unknowingly expecting perfection. To help bring this to life, I'm going to reference a wonderful old story by Samuel Johnson. So we'll get to that in a second, but first, today's random window. It really is important and valuable for me to know that if we look at these little windows of observation or thought that pop into our day and then conceptually connect them together as a common connected string moving us along our time here, then that thin string, only tended to maybe a few minutes a day, becomes the most beautiful and unique example of our character, of who we are. It is the only thing in the day by which we can be identified. It's our fingerprint, our DNA, strung from one day to the next, holding us together through to the end. On to the main topic, the problem of perfection. Well, as I alluded to earlier, this is a problem I fight with every day, but I didn't know I had this problem most of my life. It really just occurred to me a few years ago. The basic problem is as simple as this. I expect everything in my day to go smoothly. That's it. That's where I go wrong. That's the flaw in me and a lot of people that causes small-scale strife as well as large-scale strife. What is wrong with this? Well, by expecting perfection, that becomes the default. That becomes the norm. And anything less than that becomes negative. Less than expectations. Now I'm talking both about the big things, getting agreement on a big project, making some key sale, having your family support you on some decision, as well as about everything even down to the minutiae of the day, the small things that we confront daily without really even giving them much weight consciously. The best example of the small things I can think of is the seemingly unimportant traffic light. If you're driving along, listening to your music, thinking about your day, and you come up on a major intersection and the light is green, you drive through completely oblivious, barely noticing the light. But if you're coming up to that light and you see that you just missed it or that you'll be waiting there a long time, you probably notice it and you may feel just a twinge of anxiety if you're trying to get somewhere by a certain time. The flaw with this is that you're not equally excited when you make a green as you are disappointed when you don't make it. Now, much more important than the fact that this flaw puts everything that doesn't go smoothly into the negative category is the fact that we're missing out on enjoying the good in life. We all are much more fortunate and successful each day than we give ourselves credit for. Now, I'm not getting into the area where many dive into, lecturing about how we should appreciate having a roof over our head or having certain luxuries or having our health. I'm not talking about being thankful or being appreciative. I'm talking about our interaction with daily events, the things that connect together to make our day. And if we don't expect things to go perfectly, then we can enjoy more of our living moments. Samuel Johnson's Rasselas 
is a jewel of a story. Written in the second half of the 18th century, it is essentially a philosophical conversation and discovery by the main characters. Basically, Rasselas lives in the Happy Valley, a place where everything's perfect all the time. He breaks out with his sister and others into the real world in which we live, and he learns a lot of lessons about life and happiness that I can't fully get into in this episode. But one of the most important things to me was that his sister, the princess, lost her attendant, Pecua, to a kidnapping at the pyramids in Egypt at one point. And it was because of this loss that she, for the first time, really felt her deep attachment to her. Without the contrast of not having Pecua around, she never had anything to measure her care for her against. She learned through a difficult experience the value of a full life, the good with the bad. Escaping the bad altogether means that the good is muted. Here's a couple lines from the story when the princess is coping with the loss. She sat from morning to evening recollecting all that had been done or said by her Pecua, treasured up with care every trifle on which Pecua had set an accidental value and which might recall to mind any little incident or careless conversation. The sentiments of her whom she now expected to see no more were treasured in her memory as rules of life, and she deliberated to no other end than to conjecture, on any occasion, what would have been the opinion and counsel of Pecua. This is a sweet moment in the story. Although brought out by the backdrop of tragedy, the princess, for the first time, is recognizing and feeling the true beauty in someone close to her. Therefore, in our lives, we should look at the red lights of each day as opportunities to learn how valuable the green lights are. On the small scale of daily events, if that approach can become habitual, if enjoying some of the small things in our day can become a part of who we are, then suddenly the larger red lights of the day become a bit easier to handle and recover from. For instance, maybe you found a new bakery near your work that makes the best blueberry muffin you've ever had. That's right, we're jumping from a kidnapping to muffins. If you have a problem with that, info at naturesleet.com. <laughs> and, and, and let's say today you were planning on swinging by there after work, grabbing a muffin, and nibbling away all the way home. Now, during the day, you screw up and lose some report someone needed. Although that's a big red light as far as how it affects you, the smaller green light of you having set yourself up for a fun drive home can help chip away at the looming giant. Now, the average person may see the muffin opportunity very matter-of-factly. He or she plans to get one, but there's not much excitement attached to it. Then, when the bakery is out of them, the person is a bit disappointed. And if the person does get the muffin, the green light they hit isn't even acknowledged. Now you, me, when we go to get that muffin, it's somewhat of a mini-adventure. We're hoping they still have some, and if they do, we end up enjoying that muffin a lot more than the other guy. I would suggest building up those small victories in your life. Notice the good. Champion the small. In fact, focusing on the small things in your life that you have control over will be a whole episode topic later. This muffin example does spill over into the topic of built-up anticipation and the potential hazard of that when it doesn't work out. But I think the point of all of this today is that I want to enjoy the interconnected moments of my life. I don't want my days to be driven by the continual avoidance of red lights. 
I want to strive for green lights and learn how wonderful and beautiful they can be. There's green all around us each day. We just need to learn to see it. Sure, this expanded celebration of the green can make the red hurt a bit more. But as the princess from the Happy Valley would be happy to tell you, you have to experience the loss to truly understand the value of the gain. And that helps us all avoid, in essence, the problem of perfection. That brings us to a close. So until next time, I wish you well, and don't forget to follow nature's lead.